0: Good listeners, it's great to be back again, myself and Rudolph with some more fishy tales. Hi Mick, hi listeners. Mick, explain to me, obviously
1: coming from the UK, you, surely you did a bit of fishing over there. Where did it start? At what age did you start fishing? Where did you learn your trade? And how did you find the difference between fishing in the UK and then coming to South Africa? And here's this new world, new type of fishing. How did you adapt
0: Wow, that's a great question, Rudolf, because out in the UK, I used a big long pole, 16 meters long. I actually had a record in the UK for catching the most fish in five hours. Wow. It was 1,083 fish (laughs) for for a total weight of 4.5 pounds. That's about two kilos. Goodness. So it was quite a bit of an adaption for me. Um, But I have this belief, once you're an angler, you're an angler. It doesn't matter what fish you catch, you've just got to adapt the technique to it obviously catch more fish. But my fish I caught and was proud of, I probably use them for bait today to catch kuta and, <laughs> and big wow. Yeah, so it was a it was a great big learning curve, but I think I got there in the end. You know, I'm still learning like everybody, but I'm quite honoured I've caught some great fish in South Africa.
1: Um, it's a remarkable story. Um you know, us as anglers, um it's it's a long process of becoming a very good fisherman. And we all start at the bottom, and as you say, you started with a small little fish that weigh a few grams, and now you're out there on a kayak and a jet ski catching monster fish. Over many, many years, you've learned your trade, and it's so nice to hear someone like you who's got a passion for the sport and willing to share your passion and your knowledge with old anglers and -and up-and-coming anglers, and it just inspires so many guys to go out there and enjoy the sport that we love so much.
0: Yes, you're right, Rudolf. And, you know, if I look back now, when I really started uh, my angling career in South Africa, 2005, I put my heart and soul in and really, really put the hours in. But to get information was quite unbelievable, uh, you know, and people wouldn't tell you anything. But then I started asking the questions in a different way. And I think the guys were saying, thinking he's a pommy anyway he won't understand and all of a sudden they were telling me everything i was getting all these secrets of people you know and then i started sharing them but if we look fast forward now it's a total different uh, arena we play in you know the guys are willing to share we've got youtube guys making videos to share information and i think it's quite the exception to not help people uh people more than willing to help you now which is great oh yes i fully agree with you um I'm going back
1: to when I started fishing, I was very lucky to have very, very good role models like my dad um, my brother was one of them, other good fishermen. but even when I started those years, your secrets were your secrets, and if you knew something, you didn't want to tell anybody else um and I was the same, I started sharing my knowledge and i I'd like to teach people that know nothing about the sport, and we've grown so much now to a point where all the information is out there and And that's what I like doing, is sharing information. And I think the main reason I do it is for, obviously, like I said, the passion of the sport, but also conservation. Because for me, fishing is connected to conservation. So on the one hand, we've got this huge passion for the sport we love, but it is linked to conservation. And through all these ways and means of communicating these days, YouTube, uh, internet, Facebook, you name it, you can... And on the one hand, educate people on the fishing side of things, but also practice conservation. And that's what I love about my job.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, Rudolf. I mean, if you look at the angling competitions now, there's so many catch and release. Uh, The magazines uh, uh, like Go Fish, who I'm involved with, there's prizes for catch and release fish. Um, We've got measuring sticks so we can measure fish. There's no reason to keep them now. Okay, we keep the odd cooter or snook. But it's great to see those fish released, and you know, live to fight and catch another deer. I actually seen an article about a tagged shad a couple of days ago. It was from where was it from? Cape Town, or? yes, all the way down from the Cape and caught right
1: up in the north again. Um, just absolutely amazing to see that. And like you say, it's it's many years of combined uh, angling work with science and conservation. We're at this point now where we can actually tag a shad with an acoustic tag and follow it all along the coast and see exactly what route this fish takes.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. So we're using technology now not only to improve angling to catch more fish, but we're actually using technology to release those fish. And when you get that type of feedback, that just says to me, I would love to get involved in that and tag a fish and find out somebody caught it a couple of years later and its crew. That's great information.
1: All right. Uh, thank you so much for giving us a, a nice insight into your background And in our next show, I'll explain to you where my passion started and how I got involved in fishing.
0: Great. Can't wait to hear that, Rudolph. So goodbye and goodbye, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. See you next week.